0: welcome back to your daily dose with bob and nick i'm bob Codges. today's episode starts with a trigger warning nick and i will be talking about one of his triggers and triggers in general it's a term i'd never heard until a couple of years ago but it seems to be becoming more and more prevalent in our society so listen up friends today's dose is both timely and topical and it might even trigger a laugh or two enjoy my approach isn't always right. The first approach isn't always. Most people re- realize that I'm a professional improviser. What they don't realize is in real life, I have so many do-over moments, it's not even yeah. funny. I, I I just jump out there and I do it, and then I go, oh, I'm sorry, that was not what I intended, and then I try to do it right. I have a lot of wrong approaches, and what I'm trying to figure out is,
1: so there's the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again, expecting different results. But what I I think part of that is... If you are insane, you may not even notice the patterns. So the first step is noticing the patterns, right? right? And I just came to the conclusion recently that I am, when I don't feel like I'm being heard, I literally become passive or aggressive. I either get louder, which is not great because I'm already, you know, pretty much a a white man, um, or I just shut down. Wow. So literally passive or aggressive like fight or flight. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out like what, first of all, where is this coming from? When in my life, wasn't I listened to that? This has become such a, uh, trigger for me. Yeah. And I'm using some of these terms specifically because, uh, you know, I know that trigger itself is triggering for some people, Yeah. but it is, that's exactly what's happening. It is. I'm feeling this way. I don't even have like a conscious
0: response to it in some cases and like you said yeah it's fight-or-flight it's and it's it is automatic I think that's the thing and I think you're right I don't I'm afraid of trigger because I I feel like triggers our our minds in a minefield and I don't know where they are mm. and I don't want anyone to get hurt, including me in the process of trying to find my way. And, uh, and I, you know, I see people saying apologizing because they didn't give people a trigger warning right before they said a certain thing or did a certain thing. And I, I look at those things to teach myself about the kinds of things that might trigger people so that I can be sensitive to them. But in a number of those instances, I didn't really understand exactly what was triggering what. And I feel like the the range is so wide and so varied that I'm not, I'm just not sure exactly where the triggers are.
1: Well, and I don't think you're, first of all, you're not doing a lot of that stuff intentionally or, most or times, intentionally right, at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I think, you know, if you're talking about, um, uh, something like suicide, for example. So there's a lot of trigger warnings in television shows when there an episode deals with ah. that subject, for example. So what you see at the beginning is some sort of warning, almost like the nudity, adult language, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that sort of warning at the beginning, and then something at the end,
0: typically around here's the number for the suicide resources. hotline. Here are resources. You know those sorts of. Things. I experienced that personally with um, with my talk, what do you stand for? Which is also let your light shine Mm -hmm. because there's a slide in there that says I have considered suicide. And I did that, that show probably a dozen times before someone said you really needed to, to offer some warning and or some resources after you put a slide like that up. And just go back a second and explain for the people who haven't seen that show. uh, Let Your Light Shine, Uh, I have a number of statements and images that show up on a screen in front of an audience of hundreds, sometimes thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And they're to let their light shine with a glow stick if the statement on the screen is true for them. And one of the most profound moments in this experience is when it whittles down to one question that asks, that statement that says, I have considered suicide and the courage that people exhibit in a room full of strangers to acknowledge that they were at that point in their life is super powerful. It's one of the most powerful moments because the people who do it are so empowered to show themselves and the people witnessing it are, are in such awe of that power that there's this moment, they're no longer strangers, right? But I did not realize that that would create a situation or could open some wounds for people uh, that they may need some resources to help them Mm -hmm. uh, reset, you know, so I, (laughs) I'm learning, I am learning all the time, trying to be patient with myself and hoping the rest of the world will be too, but, uh, triggers, that's one that I'm, I'm learning more about.
1: Yeah. So I think the term itself is fine. I know that it's often like a, um, uh, people react to it a lot like uh, social justice warrior, things like that. They've tried yeah. to turn it into uh, something that becomes like politically correct. So, like something that is just facetious when you're referring to it. Like, right. I'm referring to a liberal, so I'm going to make fun of them. And right. so it's no trigger, right? Yeah, That's exactly. It. But yeah, that is that is definitely a trigger for me. And like I said, I'm trying to figure out. Where does that come from? When wasn't I listened to? Yeah, And what can I do in the moment? And then after too, right? Like to me, a lot of times when I mess up, I've messed up. There's nothing I can do about it. Let me burn everything to the ground and just leave. <laughs> oh no. Because there's no way to fix it. And so that's also a little bit of an issue that I'm working through as well sometimes.
0: <laughs> I um, hope I'm
1: not in the house with you when you were trying to work that out. Have I Have, have I wronged? bobbed and i do something wrong by him <laughs> i have to just cut that off entirely and ah. walk away from it but yeah it's it's fixable everything is fixable like i don't have to be the loudest one in the room but if i am i can go back to those people and say hey i'm sorry i was this is what i was thinking i just really
0: needed you guys to hear me et cetera done mm-hmm. and it, it's interesting because i think i have a thousand techniques to be heard yeah uh and that's because throughout my entire life, one of the most important things to me was to stand out or to have people's attention. Yeah, And so that's how I became funny. That's how I became an artist. That's why I learned magic. That's why I learned karate. It's like all roads lead to you paying attention to me. Uh, so I, I see I see the drug that it is uh, but at the same time I think it's interesting that you've self-diagnosed to the point where and I think you're right by the way I think there has to be something in your past that that kind of wired you to respond that way Yeah. because you realize it's not kind of really your way it's just how you well, choose to respond to that it's dumb <laughs> like it's not great yeah well yeah. it's a lot of things like that guess what I've spent my whole life trying to weed those out of my life I'm still I still get a full garden oh a deed whacker like for past <laughs> deeds. Yeah, deed whacker. I like I that. It.
1: Hey, it's Nick. After a year of doing this podcast, I'm still surprised by how hard it is to talk about myself, how vulnerable it makes me feel. While that anxiety is still there, I have to admit there is a satisfaction in that vulnerability, especially when I have a conversational partner like Bob to listen and give advice. Thank you for listening as well, and go be vulnerable.